You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subjects I've got coming up for you are from a band from the UK called Ocean's 8 Alaska. Their names are Chris Turner and Jake Noakes. The reason for the conversation is to promote their excellent 2017 album, Hikari, which is an album that made my best of 2017 list. So let's have a listen to what the lads have to say. Here we go. No problem, dude. I mean, we are pretty far apart, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I've just driven um, down... I don't know whether you guys have been to Australia before, of course, mate, but um, I've just driven down from the Sunshine Coast. Uh, I work up there and the family live on the Gold Coast because I'm in Queensland. Um, and I hope you guys... If you guys haven't toured here, you guys will go... I spoke to the guy that I just filled up my... Um, at the petrol station where I filled up the car. He knew all about you guys and was thrilled that I was talking to you tonight. So, turns out you got a bit of a following here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. We this is Jake Beloy. Yeah, we. I think that's one of the places we haven't been, but really, really want to go into Australia. Uh, yeah, Australia. I mean, we've done so much around America and Canada and Europe, but we we still are yet to do any of Asia and Australia. Yeah, but we're, we're pretty hopeful that this record Hikari is going to be yeah. the one, the, the the turning point for that. Yeah, look, I, I think it will be, mate, guys, because, um, look, I do a lot of interviews and I do a lot of album reviews and the like, and, look, I did get the advanced promotional uh, link to have a good listen to Hikari, and I listened to Hikari and the album from Volumes. You probably know the band Volumes and their record, um, Different Animals, back to, back to back, and lots yeah, of... Yeah, we're pretty good friends with them, yeah. Yeah, well, lots to like about both albums, I can tell you. And, um, look, I have a general rule that I simply don't review albums that I don't really like because I don't slag on bands. It's not what I'm all about. But um, I'll definitely review yours, and I'm going to give it five stars. So congratulations before we even get into the interview proper. It's a fantastic record, and you can tell it's polished, guys. You can tell that there's a lot of experience there. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's a record that I think will at least get you into the, uh, you know... Australian market and the North American market as well, if you haven't already got a lot of purchase in these territories. Yeah, well, that means a lot. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah we, do, uh, we do do well in North America, but um, yeah, we, we hope for Australia. And thank you so much as well for the, the kind words. We, we appreciate that a lot. No worries. Hey, I'm a bit ahead of myself. Let me ask you before I continue, are you guys okay if I record this for the purposes of a podcast? Because I do podcasting. Yeah, man, of course. Absolutely fine, dude. Uh, is it is the signal clear enough? Yeah, it's fine actually. Yeah, it's just it cuts out occasionally, but nothing nothing that's a drama for people to sort of you know bear with us through or for me to. Uh, I can edit most of it out if you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, um, without you know. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. No, all good on our end, mate. All right. So um, as I've already mentioned, you know, Hikari, it's it's a metalcore extravaganza, and it blends so many unique elements such as ethereal voices, trip-hop, pop vocals, gent-inspired riffage, and it has excellent percussion. So congratulations on that. I'm a bit of a percussive fan myself. But how do you think fans are going to react to the album? Oh, Well, I mean, we've already released two singles, and, I mean, there is obviously one big change, and that is, you know, our vocalist change. Um, and we've, we've seen plenty of change vocalist and it hasn't necessarily always been the smoothest changeover but our changeover with Jake has been staggering people have been just welcomed in with open arms and been so positive and that people love Jake actually it's it's been 
probably the, the, the best changeover I've ever witnessed a band have, mm. especially for a vocalist swap. Uh, but aside from that, of course, that is part of the response to the new music. But aside from that, yeah, people are, are loving it. It's um, We're really stoked. So there's, there is a heck of a lot going on on the album, as I've mentioned. Can you, can you describe the recording process and how on earth did you capture so many sonic elements and make them work so well together? So the recording process, um, it's interesting for us. I, I do a lot of the production in the band um, and I actually engineered and, and recorded a lot of it before we even flew out to Detroit. It was a co-production between me and Nick Sampson in Detroit. Cool. Um, so, yeah, before before we'd left, uh, we'd been writing the album for the best part of two and a half years, um, and it took a good six months to record it as well. Yes. So by the time we were ready to record it, um, you know, everything is... We know exactly where we want every single intricacy. It, it's all ready to go. It's just a case of, you know, getting it tracked well then. So yes. I recorded all the guitars, all the bass, all the acoustics, all the all the samples, all the Japanese stuff, um, and then we flew out where we did vocals and drums with Nick. Um, yep. So the recording part of my end was, you know, pretty long-winded. Uh, the writing process was pretty long-winded, but you know what, dude, it, it's all part of the journey. It's all how it shapes it up, and it... It's yeah, it's evolution. If you just write a song in a day, it's kind of whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we, we talk about a month to write a song musically, and then however long on top of that for vocals. Um, but yeah, the the recording process, we're actually incredibly proud of uh, a couple of things on this, which make us stand out quite a lot. We we actually have done all natural audio on this record, so yes, it's it's quite an industry standard to have. Uh, Auto tune, yeah, drum sounds like yep. sample replaced drum sounds. Um, you know, MIDI as well is quite common, but we're, we're really proud to say it's one thing that we stand for as well. That this record has absolutely no MIDI. Uh, the drums are no sample replacements. It's not even sample backing. It's all natural audio. Uh, so that is one part of the recording process that we're really, really proud to say, and definitely sets us apart from any other metal band out there right now. Well, um, I'll tell you something else that's... So as far as recording concerned... You're right. No, go ahead, dude, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, look, um, I mentioned that I'm a fan of percussion, and one of the reasons is I'm actually a bass player by trade, um, and I've wanted to ask this question of a band for ages, so I thought I'd ask you guys for your feedback on this point. And, you know, with so many deathcore and metalcore albums, uh, there, are, there are all these low tunings and frequencies, and particularly with Hakari... Um, I think if you didn't have the experience or maybe the maturity that you guys approached the album with, you might not have been able to find a place for the bass guitar. But, mate, since it's your good self that has played the bass guitar, you can certainly play and you can move around the fretboard. I can really hear that. And it sounds as though a real effort was afforded to accommodating some actual bass guitar runs, or as David Vincent from Morbid Angel refers to it, hot rodding. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about how you made the bass guitar work in the album? Yeah, well, first of all, you're absolutely right. We did definitely make a conscious effort to involve uh, the bass and highlight the bass a little bit more. Um, I personally, you know, I'm a drummer and a producer, and I, I just love recording bass. Uh, I love having input on it, and I just love how it suddenly gels the whole product together. And it's like one of the most exciting steps to me, because uh, the way we normally record is 
guitars and then bass um, and then drums. So it's it's super exciting for me when we add the bass and it's all of a sudden filled out. Uh, but this album actually has a stupid amount of bass in it. <laughs> we have uh, in in all the jazz sections we recorded uh, a live double bass, which I could hardly actually fit in my live room in my studio because they're way bigger than I thought. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we've got a uh, full live double bass for the jazz sections. Uh, we've got acoustic bass uh, in the song Hikari. And then, of course, we have all the electric bass, run through a dark glass pedal. Again, all natural reamps and just sounds sick. <laughs> uh, we've even got a slap bass section. There's a whole lot of bass in this record. And, yeah, we're, we're super stoked on it. it. It's something that we've wanted to highlight for a while, you know. It is a key feature, but as you say, it's it can easily lose clarity or just kind of lose attention and not be a focal point. And we, we did want to bring that back to attention and highlight it. So for sure, thank you for you know appreciating that and recognizing that because we did make a conscious effort. Well, I tend to when I'm listening to an album, I do listen to it from two perspectives. So first and foremost, I listen to it as a fan, okay. But oftentimes, I find myself switching over to uh-huh. it as a musician, as if I was actually a part of the creative process. Like, would I make the same decisions as what the creators have made? And I found that. I've only listened to it a couple of times, so uh, you know when I make this comment, you know just keep that in mind. But I don't think I would have made too many different decisions than what you guys have made in terms of where you put the bass and the way the bass sits next to the percussion. Thank you. Yeah. Um, again, as I said, like I uh, I do a lot of the production stuff, and you know me engineering all of the bass and all the guitars. I obviously work very closely with it and. You know, there's a lot, a lot of decision-making to be had uh, during that time. So, yeah, first and foremost, thank you again. Uh, and secondly, you and I, very similar. I can relate to how you listen to music. Uh, when I get a record, I can't help but be a bit of a critique and say, huh, would I have done that? And I also can't help but just love music and jam it and rock out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, very very similar outlooks on, on how you receive music there for me and you. Oh, wicked. Okay. No, thanks for that too, mate. No, I appreciate that. A um, bit of a different question for you now. Um, tell us about the album artwork. Artwork. What's going on there? It looks like there's some origami on top of crushed coffee beans. I've probably got it completely wrong, but talk us through the concept. <laughs> no, it, it's funny you say that. There's been a, a few interviews where they, they ask about if it's coffee beans. It, it's not coffee beans, um, but uh, yeah, it, it does look a bit like ground-up coffee. <laughs> so the album art um, is very closely linked to the title of the record, um, and it's all it's all linked. To everything you know, it's a very complete package. It's not you know random by any means. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the title Hikari. Then, yeah, uh, Hikari is obviously a Japanese word, and it, it translates to light in English. Um, and that is just a, a strong reflection of the current state of the band, you know, mentally, ev- everything about the band right now, we, we feel that we're at a real turning point, a real milestone with this record. Yep. Um, no, it's, it's fantastic. It's in our most truest form. That's kind of the, the reasoning behind Light, well, or Hikari. Um, and the, the way that we got here, the way that we finally, you know, kind of found ourselves and our sound and, what makes us truly happy was quite a journey and the album artwork is actually that journey in an image um, it's very metaphorical 
Yes. So first of all, the lotus flower, of course, is a Japanese, a Japanese flower. Um, you know, the whole album is Japanese themed, so that's why the Japanese relevance is coming in. Uh-huh. But a yep. lotus flower is uh, very, very symbolic. It, it's it's white and beautiful and pure and pristine. However, this flower can only grow from it, just disgusting mud. It can only c- come out of like really gross, yeah, dirt. <laughs> and um, it has become quite symbolic uh, because it, it kind of resembles no matter what your roots are, you know, yes. you can still shine through. Yes, I do and understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. No, fantastic. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we, we kind of took it a step further. Um, and we did the origami. Um, you'll also notice that there is lots of uh, pieces of origami paper on the base that yes. aren't folded. Yes, I saw that. Now, all of, all of those pieces of origami paper unfolded is representing the average Joe that just is happy to just live to exist and to just get by and, you know, doesn't really thrive or have passion. Yes. Um, yep. And then the coffee beans is actually dirt. You know, there's some stones in there. It's mud. It's all suggesting the foundation of coming from a sea of whatever, maybe even having a few bad cards dealt to you. But no matter what, you can mould what you've been given. You can fold the paper into the flower. You can you can self-create whatever you want to be. And uh, the, the origami lotus flower, um, yeah. we actually want to just give a representation of it. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I've got a guy next. Someone's really getting it. I'm, I, I live next to the cane fields out here, right? So I've, I've, I can't do the interviews at home because I've got two young, small, two small children and they tend to scream as soon as I get on the, on the phone and they see the microphone because they want to join in. <laughs> and I've, I've, I've pulled over on the side of the road here oh, and no, there's, this, there's this dickhead with a BMW 3 Series, like a, like a 1989 model or what have you. They hot them up around here, right? And he is going past me at about 200 kilometres an hour right now. It's the most serene thing. It's like I'm trying to have a meaningful discussion with wow. you guys, and this guy is just tearing past me. No shit, he is, <laughs> he is snaking and going sideways past me and just staring at me. I've got my apple. I'll, I'll describe the scene, guys. I'm in a semi-industrial area near the cane fields. I've got my Apple Mac here. I've got my Nighthawk router, which gives me um, access wirelessly. I've got my Rody podcaster <laughs> microphone, and there's this asshole going past me at 200 kilometres an hour in a BMW. <laughs> So, apologies for that. Everything about that is just fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially because what you were saying was so meaningful and, you know, it it demonstrates so much maturity and (laughs) it demonstrates, you know, it's a, you know, we're living in a fairly chaotic world at the moment and I think this is a pretty good microsm of it. (laughs) You know, know, you're being very smart and articulate and I've got this guy tearing past me. So, anyway, I digress. He's gone now or hopefully he's gone. Hopefully he doesn't come back. Sorry, what was that? No matter what card you've done, always an arsehole and a BMW. <laughs> oh, mate, it's, it, you're right. It, is, um, is BMW, forgive me here if your parents own BMWs or your friends or what have you, but are BMWs wanker cars in the UK as well? They, <laughs> they, yeah, famously known for... Me, me and Jake, we're, we're into our Japanese cars. and uh, Jake drifts a lot and I'm, I'm learning to drift as, as Jake's drift apprentice. So we're all about the Japanese cars. Yeah. Yes. We're fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> now the arsehole's got to sit on your uh, 
on your tail when you're on the motorway. Yes. Being a legal citizen. Yeah, they do it. They do it here as well. Well, this this has been probably the most unusual thing that's ever happened to me when I've done an interview. So there we go. I'm glad we've shared that moment, and hopefully he's gone and we can move on. <laughs> you know. um, well, yes, to wrap up, uh, we 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 res- yeah, we like to think that we're we're um, we are the lotus flower, and you know, we we may have been had some some rough cards dealt, and we may have had you know a bit of a crazy journey, but we know what we love, and no matter what, we came through shining. Yeah, so fair enough. that is yep. the, the, the reason behind the title Hikari and the reason behind the artwork. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, guys, have I got time for three very quick questions? Because they're, they're questions that I like to ask all yeah, of my interview subjects. Okay, excellent. All right, okay. So yeah, yeah. Any, any of you in there can answer the question, um, you know, whoever goes first, in other words, you guys pick. But the first question I've got for you is um, if... God, I... This bloody car going back and forth has got my mind. <laughs> I've forgotten the first question I was going to ask. What's the first question I normally ask? Um, if you could describe yourself in three words, what words would you choose? There we go. There it is. Got it out. All right. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first, Jake? Or me? Yeah. Okay. I um. Ooh. You know what? This is kind of the question you're always like ex- not expecting. Not saying that your question's generic, but you know. You, it, sure. it is kind of to be anticipated, and it's always the one that stumps me the most. <laughs> yes, we should hear the next two questions I've got there. I think that... <laughs> oh, man, I'm stoked. Uh, I, okay, me personally, I am definitely... Uh... That's not one word, that's two words. You go first. You go first. All right, I'll go first. Uh, positive. Um... Posit- okay, I only thought of one word. I thought I had it. Okay, we'll do one word each. Okay, okay. All right. okay well, I'll start with positive. Okay, I'm going to second positive. <laughs> <laughs> That's my word. That's my word. Um, okay, no, I'm, I'm uh, kind of, I don't want to say crazy, uh, but I'm definitely adventurous. We'll go with adventurous. Okay. Yeah. Positive, crazy, and adventurous. Gotcha. Positive. <laughs> sure, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll do. We'll roll with that. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm just like, positive, like, humble, and yeah, just. Jake, Jake's a wanker. Jake's third word is. A I am absolute massive wanker. My third word's bogan. <laughs> I'm a bogan. I'm oh bogan. yeah, we just had an Australian interview and learnt about bogan. I was going to say that's a that's a very Aussie word you've picked up there. It's, uh, I wasn't sure if you guys use it in the UK, but it makes sense if you've had an interview from an Aussie before me and he shared what the word means. And and what was the what was your your yeah yeah. What did he say the word meant? He said, if you've ever seen an Aussie man review, he is a bogan. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> your redneck equivalent as an Aussie with your mullet. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It's a redneck equivalent. That's right. That's right. All right, lads, just in the interest of time, I'm going to ask this next question. And guess what? My friend is back and going sideways again down the road, so I'll try and get the question out before I get hit. Um, oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, if you could go back to when you were 18, what advice do you think you'd give yourselves? Oh, okay. Uh, the serious answer is forget what all these people are telling you. When I was 18, I had a lot of pressure from a lot of different people. Our education system is quite, you know, filled with a lot of pressure. Yes. And um, 
I, I, you know, I made some decisions that I kind of regret. Uh, I, I studied at a college that I didn't want to go to, and I, I definitely feel that I've, you know, I got some years that I can't get back, and I was kind of just following a path that wasn't what I wanted. So the serious answer is, Chris, man, fuck all these people. You know what makes you happy, and do what you want to do that makes you happy. You'll make it work. And I could have been two years ahead of where I am right now if I'd followed that. However, regret nothing, you know, I met Jake at college, so it wasn't well, all bad. I was going to say, he's there going, oh yeah, I regret going to college, but if you didn't go to college, you wouldn't have met me. No, no, Every, everything happens for a reason, but I, it would have been nice if I just had a bit of clarity on, you know what, Chris, just do what makes you happy. But the, the, the not-so-serious answer, and I did actually discover this when I was 18 in Wales, is yep. never pee into the wind. Oh, because uh, it, yes. it just comes comes straight back at you, man. Straight yeah. back at you. <laughs> Does it's a bit like what, coffee what too? You never get that out. Thing. Go for it, mate. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I my advice to myself would be save money. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't spend it on lots of car parts. No, you wouldn't tell you that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I am kidding. I'd say spend it all. You'd say spend it all. <laughs> you don't need any money. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, my, I'll, I'll just chime in a little bit. I've never chimed in before, but I'm going to do it now. The only thing I'd say to myself is don't buy all these bloody musical instruments you're never going to use or play. I wasted so much money when I was <laughs> between 18 and 19 just on just, not crap, but just... I didn't need three basses, for example. I just needed the one, or I didn't need three guitars. I just needed the one. But you think you're going to get, be put in all of these situations where you're going to need them all, so you plan ahead and consequently spend thousands of dollars on stuff which you never really use. <laughs> you know? I think oh. that's, my, that's my favorite thing about now being, being a vocalist. Is, uh, obviously, I was kind of growing up being a guitarist, and I was the same. I, I think I've got a handful of guitars and all this equipment. And then, obviously, now being a vocalist, obviously, when we play in shows, I yep. I've got my microphone and I'm set. I can watch them all set the drums and doing all the all the rig. And as me just like walking around with my microphone, like can I plug it in? <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Okay, so I'm on to my final question, uh, and this one usually stumps people. So I'm really keen to see how you guys go here. You can invite five guests, living or dead, from any time in history to a dinner. Who do you invite? Beyonce, Ice Cube. <laughs> Jay-Z, P-Rod, and uh, 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 the Queen. The Queen. I think that's the fastest. <laughs> I think that's, is, it, is that like the Queen or Queen the band? <laughs> I'm just joking, it's all right. <laughs> You're talking about Queen. No, no, right? the, the, oh, yeah, our Queen. Listen, right, Lizzie <laughs> is the one. <laughs> oh, good. She is grande. <laughs> <laughs> to the girl Lizzie, de- Lizzie definitely gets turned on the weekend because <laughs> <laughs> somehow I have the royal guards left in my house like you can't be saying that <laughs> <laughs> you can't be saying nah, that about Lizzie yeah, yeah. definitely we'd, we'd, be, we'd, we'd yeah. definitely be black queen eh? nah fair enough alright <laughs> Jake you go for it mate Oh, who will I have? Oh, God. Yeah, you, I, I just, I just, I can't, I can't. And maybe the, oh, I, I don't know. 
yes, can I get, can I write, can I write to you? Can I do it? Yeah. Yeah. I could just pick the band, like yeah. the members of the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can phone it in afterwards Actually, or, or send it to me on, email me or what have you. They're only friends anyway. The, the people, yeah. <laughs> The people that he has a meal with every day yeah, of his life. My mum, my dad, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then them two as well. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Look, they're, they're both... We'll invite friends. you. We'll you, invite you, you, you for can come along as well. You can have... You're more than welcome. So long oh, as, thank you very much. As long much. as you chuck a couple of shrimps on the barbie, we're all good. Yeah, yeah I'll, ch- I'll, chuck a shrimp on the barbie I'll, and you're invited. I'll bring, over, I'll bring over the case of beer and the absinthe. Because if I bring over the absinthe, oh, I'm sure God. it's going to get crazy. What is it? You guys drink Fosters, right? No, they don't drink Fosters. No, oh, do you not? No, no, no we oh. do. That Fosters is one of those cons- Fosters is, is conspiracy. Wait, you yeah. do? Well, I don't. No, I don't know about. Look, Fosters oh, beer isn't too bad, but it's we don't drink it in Australia. I don't know why. We just don't. We drink Twoies and Forex. It's oh, all right. And, really and VB. Water. I'm not the biggest fan of Fosters. Yeah, it's look. It's uh, look. Yeah. When, when I've travelled to the states, you know, being an Aussie, they go, "Oh, you want a Foster's, don't you?" And and um, and I'm like, "Well, not really. I'll I'll have like Sierra Nevada or something else decent." But um, it's okay. You know, you play along with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. Uh, yeah, mate. I'll have a Foster's. <laughs> <laughs> well, the truth is, the only time I think I've ever really drunk Foster's is outside of Australia. I don't think I've ever tasted it here. Yeah, and that's the thing that they're like, oh yeah, brewed in Australia, and then you can drive up to Manchester, like the arsehole end of Manchester, and there's a big Foster's factory, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure that's not Australia. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe the people working there think it is, but it's not. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh well at least it's providing some employment and all the rest of it, and the, the image is still good, I mean it's, I, I, look, I don't yeah, think it's, is. I don't think it's bad beer, I just, don't, I don't know why we don't drink it here, it's just one of those cultural anomalies where we're known for it, but. Nobody, nobody, I don't think you could even speak to somebody who's tasted it, to be honest with you. I don't even know whether they stock it in the local bottle shop here. They probably do, but I just haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. yeah. You guys you guys into your, into your cider? Like, um, I think the British love, like, especially when it's hot or even slightly warm, we love our, like, fruity kind of cider, like the quarter leg. And, yeah, uh, everyone's all about the copperberg and the fruit ciders and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's the same here, but we've got, there are a lot of Brits in Australia, so um, if you go to, we've got a lot of Irish bars and, uh, as well, um, and if you go into an Irish bar or an English-themed bar, like we've got one in Brisbane here called the Pig and Whistle, they've got cider on tap, so the answer is yeah, yeah, we get right into it, but um, it's not really my thing, to be honest with you, I'm still more of a beer man, I've got to tell you, or uh, Jack Daniels, I like my whiskey. Oh uh, yeah, talk to me about Jack all day. Yeah, yeah, I had a few last night, to be honest with you. Probably a bit too many, but I uh, had to still work today, so <laughs> that's fine. Let's hope do the same. Oh, you got you got to do what you do, you know. So, But, uh, lads, I better wrap things up because no doubt you've got another interview uh, not long after me. I really want to thank you both for participating. It's been excellent. It's been very unusual from one perspective. Not your fault. God, just is having this, this guy tear up and down next to me. But... Uh, um, I want to end on a serious note, and I do want to offer you and round back and uh, repeat that I want to offer you a uh, heartfelt congratulations on the album. It is a fantastic album. It's certainly in my top ten so far of the year, um, and I don't say that lightly, and I don't hand those sort of compliments out easily. Um, I really hope to catch up with you guys when you come down to Australia. Oh, definitely. It'd be good to hang and Make sure you bring that whiskey. Yes, yes. No, dude, thank you so much. We've... Uh... I know that we've all put a stupid amount of work in. I, 
I personally have, have put everything I've got into this album, so yeah, it means a lot, man. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. You just heard from Chris Turner and Jake Noakes from the UK outfit Oceans 8 Alaska. Thank you so much for listening.